So have you ever had something happen that didn't go exactly as you planned or that you kind of messed up at and you are literally afraid of getting back on the horse and trying either that or something similar to that again because you're just like so gun shy? Well, this is super common. Just the idea of having failed at something and not wanting to try again. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to Badass Midlife, a podcast for women in midlife where we talk about past hangups, regrets, guilt, and how the ups and downs have made us into the resilient women we are today. We talk about what to let go of, how to move on, and how to do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, so happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is having a great day so far. Today, I want to talk about, are you afraid to get back on the horse? You know, we have these things that happen that we failed or we made a mistake or something and it just about does us in. We've all probably been through that, right? The idea didn't work out like you thought, even though you did all this work, you know, maybe it was just a mistake, but honestly, big deal. You know, it happens to the brightest people among us. We all hear the stories about how many times Einstein failed before he got something right. The truth is that when you do make a mistake, when something doesn't work out, that is the path. And really successful people understand that. They don't see a mess up, a failure, Um, something that just didn't end up the way they thought as a setback that doesn't even cause them to stop like it does for many of us. If there weren't these obstacles and these roadblocks, it wouldn't be a, a journey, right? It would just be one step like you decided and you did it and it worked. But that's not reality. And this fear of failure is just really common and it can leave you kind of feeling emotionally paralyzed and to a point that you just don't want to try again, but you can't let yourself cave into that. Michael J. Fox said um, on the Ellen show one time, don't imagine the worst because if you imagine the worst and it happens and you've lived it twice. And I thought, man, that is so true. You know, if you imagine that something is going to go wrong and you spend a lot of time imagining that, and then let's say it actually does, well, now you've been through it a couple times instead of just trying. And if it doesn't work out, then that's okay. At that point, you can dust yourself off and really look at what you learned. In that moment, it's really hard to focus on the lesson because for whatever reason that it didn't work out, you're consumed with how, how did that happen? Why did it not work out? You're maybe you're embarrassed, but the lesson is in there. And sometimes when these things are big, right? These setbacks are like a real doozy. And it takes everything that you have to just kind of get it out of your mind. How are you ever going to get past it? 
So these big ones, these big issues that you feel like really kind of scarred you, how are you going to get past it? Really, all you want to do is forget about it. But if you don't really assess and get to the next point, you really aren't going to try again. Forgetting about it and just trying to forget about it and put it behind you isn't really the complete answer. The idea is that you want to learn from what happened and then get back on the horse. So here's a couple of ideas that might help inspire you to get on the horse and try again. So the first thing is to name the failure. So once you take ownership of any mistake or setback or thing that disappointed you, you have the power now to work on getting over it. If you give the responsibility or blame to someone else or some external circumstances, you have a pretty decent set of reasons not to be able to solve it or get past it because in your mind, it's not on you. There was another reason that this didn't work out. And even if there were other contributing parts from other people or external circumstances, it's still better for you to go ahead and put your name on it and own it. Allow yourself to really feel the way you feel about it. And then get into solving mode. Look at the parts. Look at where it possibly could have broken down. And this isn't to place blame. Again, the goal here isn't that you're going to put this on anyone else because you won't be able to move past and work through what you don't feel responsible for. And this doesn't mean get to a point where you're feeling so responsible that it's just going to, again, keep you stuck. The idea is that it's going to give you the power to work on getting past it. We can work on what we own. And if we don't take the responsibility for it, we won't work on it. We don't think it's ours to figure out and fix. And that's one way to for sure keep yourself stuck and from moving and trying something new again. Because it's it's hurtful. You know, we do a little bit of damage to our ego when something doesn't work out. And it's so much easier to just try to forget it and just not try again and convince ourselves that we should have never tried it in the first place. But don't do that. Ownership of whatever the shortcoming, setback, mistake is, is step one in having the power to fix it move past it, figure it out, whatever you need to do so that you can try again. The second thing is to look at the big picture. Of course, this thing was a big deal. But in the big scheme of things, does it really matter as much as you think? 
has it really had the impact that you are labeling it with? Really, like zoom way out. Think of the awful things that have happened that we think we aren't going to be able to move past. And then the sun comes up the next day and we get an amazing opportunity to try again. The same is true with this type of mistake, feeling like you don't want to try again. Zoom way out. It's not that big of a deal. Because even the worst things that happen in our lives, we we get through them. You know, somehow we're given the grace and the strength to get through them. And looking at the bigger picture of what that really means is I think super effective and helps you really put things into perspective and once you own up and you allow yourself to feel what it is that you need to feel about it you will then see that you're going to be able to get to the other side the way I always say the only way out is through and this is true with a lot of things Denial or avoiding the feelings aren't really going to set you up in a good mindset to be clear, to be creative, to start again. So step one, own it, put your name on it. Step two, look at the big picture. Step three, apologize and fix. So Maybe there's not a way to fix something completely. Um, But do whatever you can to fix it. So if you messed up and other people were involved and you are sitting here sort of uh, consumed with the idea that you need to apologize about something or take a (laughs) mea culpa, you know, do what you can. A lot of times we stay stuck because we don't want to face whatever we need to do to make amends. And so we sit in a state of, um, you know, being responsible and deciding that we deserve whatever paralysis that we're in right now. But it's not true. It's not true. You don't deserve to be stuck in a state of disappointment or unhappiness if you need to fix or apologize just go for it and a lot of people have problems with a very simple apology and so the components of an apology are the apology the very clear short apology sort of the ownership and what, where you were in that mindset and sort of the commitment to never do it again. So it goes, I'm sorry. I really made a mistake in judgment on this. I didn't really think it through very well. How can I fix it? So when you take that ownership of that, make that apology 
again, it doesn't have to be that it was 100% your fault, right? But this is also a way to really completely get this behind you. So whether it was just something that you did isolated that you tried to do and it didn't work out or whether this is something that um, a mistake that you made that involved other people, either way, you're going to have to take the steps to get to the other side. And if the apology or the fixing of it uh, is what's needed to kind of release some pressure, then that's what you need to do. And you will feel so much better. I know that you've probably been in a situation where you kind of did something that you knew was a little bit off and you felt kind of guilty about it, even a small thing. And you just feel like there's a rock in your stomach until you apologize. And then when you do, it's just like takes all the air out of it and you're able to move on. So sometimes that external friction, that other person, if you skipped the step of the apology or you know maybe you forgot something that was important and to them and you just want to put it behind you and forget about it and hope that they will, they likely won't. And so the best thing to do is to face it and make your apology statement and get past it for goodness sake clean the slate there's always going to be people in our lives where we have that little thing that just nags at us that we have to resolve and kind of clean the board so that you can start fresh and then you know it's time to accept move on and live again. This is literally where the rubber meets the road. So the consequences of whatever happened need to be accepted. This isn't a time for you to stay dwelling on anything that was, but to really look at everything right in the face and just acknowledge that it it did happen and it is not going to unhappen. So what are you going to do from here? The fear that you have for trying again or move from this kind of broken place is going to work like hell to keep you stuck and in self-doubt. Fear is really, really good at motivating us to stay in one spot, but you can't live there. Your life is here for you to live in its absolute fullest, not for you to live it afraid. So, you know, humans make mistakes and you're one of those and whatever it is that you need to make amends for, do it. And then it's just time to move on. It's really common to just want to erase it, but we just can't always do that. I mean, sure, we can push it back, we can tamp it down, we can cover it up with a lot of new things that we're going to do, but we just have to go forward once we have made the acknowledgement, the ownership, the acknowledgement, and sort of the uh, letting it go. 
just accepting, letting it go. I don't know if you guys have heard uh, the story of the fence, um, but it reminds me of that. So no matter what, where we fall short, the reminders of what we did remain. This story kind of illustrates how the negative things that we do and feel in our lives they can be accepted and worked through, but we may still have the hole there. The story is that there is a little boy who had a really bad temper. His dad gave him a bag of nails and told him that every time he lost his temper, he had to hammer a nail into the back of the fence. The first day, the boy had put 37 nails into the fence. And over the next few weeks, as he learned to control his anger, the number of nails that he put in daily started to get smaller. And he discovered it was easier to hold his temper than it was to drive those nails into that fence. And finally, after a lot of work, the day came that the boy didn't lose his temper at all. And he told his father about it and his father suggested that now he pull out one nail for every day that he was able to hold his temper and the days passed and one by one he pulled them out because he was able to control himself and do better and he told his father that the nails were gone and so the father took him by the hand and led him to the fence and said, you've done really well, but look at the holes in the fence. The fence really isn't going to be the same because when you say things in anger, they leave a scar just like this. So sometimes no matter how you say I'm sorry or how you uh, try to work through things, the wound is still there. So for you, the wound or the fear may still linger inside of you, but that doesn't mean that you're supposed to stay stuck and afraid of anything that you want to do next or afraid that anything that you do is going to have the same bad result. So don't expect that you're going to be crystal clear when you work through getting past the hang up, the mistake, the setback, you're not going to feel 100%. There's always going to be whatever that little wound is in there. And that's okay too, because we're people and we are supposed to feel things. The difference is you're not supposed to stay stuck there. Really be kind to yourself. If you need to talk to somebody about getting past something because you're really losing motivation and you're stuck and for whatever reason, like I said, like you feel like you deserve it, talk to somebody about that because that's not true. And if you're not able to get past it yourself, there are people that can help, you know, talk to a therapist or a life coach and, you know, let them work it through with you work through it with you so that you can make your amends like pull the nail out and then just go again 
knowing that you have learned the lesson. So before you dive in, it might be helpful to prepare by asking yourself some questions um, as you move toward your next thing that you're going to try. Realizing now that you are more than that mistake that you made in the past. So again, we're still a little tentative. We know that something happened and it was painful. We've gotten past it. We still have that little gnawing feeling. Ask yourself, what's the worst case scenario here? What is the worst thing that can happen? If that happens, are you going to be able to handle that outcome? And do you have the skills to handle it, the resources? And if the worst thing did happen, is there another lesson in there? There's always going to be a lesson. So you're going to learn what to do or not do and even where it may have broken down. And it's okay. The whole point is to get to a point where you can try again, where you can adjust, look at where things might have gone wrong, and then really look at how you're going to do better because you understand the only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. Henry Ford said that. I think that's an amazing, amazing statement. So when you feel like something is so terrible and it's keeping you paralyzed and you cannot take another step, you just are failing to learn the lesson. You're keeping yourself closed on purpose because you want to feel like that's where you're supposed to be. And really all you're supposed to do is learn something. That's the whole point. When you're in school and you make mistakes on a paper, the whole idea is you go back and you redo it again. And now you know, and you're like, oh, I see what I did. It's literally that simple. So don't be so hard on yourself that you don't give yourself the opportunity to look, try again, move forward from where you were. Learn the lesson and get back on that horse. I know it's so much easier said than done, and we all have those things that kind of keep us from wanting to um, take that risk again, especially we're, we're risk averse, like we don't really want to fail. Um, and a lot of times, especially I think in midlife, we get embarrassed and we might have in our mind that maybe the reason this doesn't work is because we're just getting up there and this is beyond what we can do like what business did I have trying to do that like here look at me doing a podcast midlife who would have ever thought that right and it's not perfect believe me I know that and there were some bad episodes and you know what? <laughs> I've talked about this before you know they could have gotten erased and no one would have been any the wiser about it. But the point is, it was very helpful and therapeutic for me to leave them up and see my own journey. 
because guess what? The people that you feel like might be judging that or making their own critical statements, well, what are they doing? It's fine. I'm really glad that this was a journey and it's going to continue to be and that there's going to be some um, things that are going to happen that are great and some that are going to be not so great and that's okay. When you keep going and you're able to pivot and realign and just adapt to what happened, it feels really, really good. So I just want to encourage you to work hard to get past whatever the hang-up is, the setback, whatever it is that's keeping you afraid of trying something that didn't work out in the past. I just really want to encourage you to get back on the horse. The idea, again, is own it. You know, start with owning it. Then look at the big picture and really ask yourself, is this a big deal? Is this as big of a deal as I'm making it? And then if there are apologies and things that need to be made or things that you can do to kind of um, ease some of the negative feelings that you have about it, then do that. And then accept and move on and start living your life again. There's just no reason to stay stuck. Just like the story of the nails in the fence we know that there are things that are going to leave a mark and we're not supposed to forget everything. And the thing about mistakes and things that we mess up at is it's really good for us not to forget because that's what keeps us on track for when we try again. Lesson learned. Well, that is all I have for you today, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you next time.